gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller, the host of Marketing Masters and CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Lauren Gagioli of OrganicMarketingEcosystem.com. We're going to be talking content you know, in really Google versus social media. You know, like which is you know the better route to go, which one you should really be focused on first and second. Lauren, it's great to have you with us. You know, tell us a bit about your you know yourself and I know you've got multiple websites you know that you're running, so tell us about those. Thank you so much for having me, Cash. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm really passionate about sharing the power of Uncle Google. That's what I call him. <laughs> uh, he is a benevolent, benevolent uh, soul. And the way that I sort of discovered this was kind of by happenstance with my first company. So way back in 2014, I launched Higher Scores Test Prep .com, And that was an ACT, SAT prep program that I designed and created all myself. I'm a solopreneur. Um, and sort of through just a little bit of uh, timing magic, I was pointed in the direction of SEO. And people were like, hey, you really should be doing keyword research. Hey, this page would be really good to add to your website. And I started sort of pulling those threads and learning more about it kind of bit by bit. I was by no means, you know, exceptionally technical or someone who was an SEO, like proper, mm -hmm. but I was able to leverage those like timeless principles that I kept seeing were the things that would get me more traffic, which I was of course desperate for having these asynchronous courses and no one to buy them. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I did a lot of different things. I podcasted, I had YouTube videos, I had all sorts of things working, but the thing that ultimately fed me was organic search. And so about two years in, three years in, I was able to drive for two consecutive years, 200,000 new users to the site each year. So about 16,000 new users for free, zero ad spend on that to my website. And I was able to make four and five figure months while full-time momming, while moving my family from California to Washington. So the thing is though, when you think about that sort of 1% average conversion to sales, you go, okay, Lauren, <laughs> that you were falling short. So yeah. SEO is a huge part of it, but also then how to, it's not just about traffic, right? It's about getting the right traffic at the right time to meet people and help them create transformation for their potential clients. And so what I do now is I help fellow solopreneurs turn strangers on the internet into happy clients. And that's the whole thing. It's based in those timeless SEO principles, but it is so much more than that. It's so much more expansive than that. Yeah, it's, your story is interesting because, you know, a lot of people that end up in the SEO space, you know, you kind of end up, you have a concept, you have an idea, and you often start by figuring out how to get traffic for yourself. I did the same mm -hmm. thing. I had an informational site. I was trying to figure out how do I make money? And well, you can't make any money if you have no traffic. So I end up learning the principles of SEO. I start driving traffic to the site. And 
you know, over time it would grow and I figured out, okay, how do I, you know, grow my content? Cause that's, what's driving the traffic. How do I make, you know, create more of it and be able to do it faster and such. And then I start, you know, dealing with other people, you know, in my case, it was, you know, I started working with business coaches, you know, because I was like, Hey, I'd love to publish your content on my side. I'll link back to yours. Yes. And, such. and, and they would say, yeah, we'd love to, you know, you know, so I wasn't paying them for the content or anything. Um, but you know, it was back in like 2007. So duplicate content wasn't as an issue like it is today. And I would you didn't need on, the canonical tags. Yeah. I, I would find them on some other site and I'd be like, Hey, I love what you're writing. Is it okay if I just republish it here? And it yeah. wouldn't be all over the place. It would be at a, on a few sites and stuff. But once the traffic started growing, some of them started asking and saying, Hey, um, we'd like to grow our traffic. How are you doing it? And can you help? And I was like, sure. Are you willing to pay me? I'll help you. <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, some of them were willing to pay. And then eventually it's like, Hey, can I make a living doing this? And you make that decision because you figured out how to make this actually happen. You, you've become an expert. And a lot of people like nowadays you have university programs and stuff to teach SEO, but those have only come along in the last few years. And I won't say that they're very good. Yeah. Like, you know, some of the, we've had people intern that have been like social media and things like that. I'm like, they're not teaching you anything, but okay. <laughs> yeah. What, like, yeah. why go to college for that? That's one of the reasons I'm out yeah. of the college admission space these days, by the way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, yeah. I sold that company because I did not like the way that education is mm. going in our country. And I think, you know, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, please, by all means. But to your point, like, there's, there's a lot of wasted time. I have a theater degree. Yeah. That's kind of silly. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it depends. I mean, I have a master's in business and stuff, and I found that there's points that it's helped me for things, but I've also spent a ton of time educating myself. Yes. You know, and I read a lot, and like I say I learned SEO by doing SEO and mm -hmm. seeing the results, seeing the traffic that it was being generated, and when I would make a change, you know, whether did it affect me positively, you know, or negatively? You yeah. Know? So a lot of it's trial and error and we end up learning from other people that have also done, you know, what we're trying to do. So, you know, we have to be in the digital marketing space. You have to become a, um, if you're not willing to learn continuously, don't bother, you know, being yeah. in this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say that's true for a business owner as well. Like yeah. for anybody who's like, I'm going to do one thing and make one widget for the rest of my life then that's not really what this space was built for. Yeah, that, that's to so true. So true. You know, so, okay. So we're talking about Uncle Google, though. I've never heard that. That's an interesting. I think I know. made it up. <laughs> you, you I, I didn't hear it anywhere else either. Yeah. I just, that's what I, I call him. Because he's friendly. He's very kind. <laughs> yeah, he's the uncle that I don't really want to invite to you know, to the, over for the holidays, but. Oh, see, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Well, I'm just thinking, because the, the one thing about Google, and this is, you know, it is be the dominant search engine. And that's yes. kind of, so, so when, when Uncle Google comes over for the holidays, it can be a little overbearing. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah, because he's no, knows, he's, you know, it's like he, He's your rich uncle. That's yes. Now, if he, but occasionally that rich uncle has some gifts, and yeah. you know, and so he can be worth you know playing nice with, um, you know. So you are one of those that it's the proponent of, you know, content goes Google first. You know, because a lot of people are creating content for social media and such. You know, and of course, you know, social media is a lot of video content, um, but there's also a lot of written content and things. You know. 
but you're the a proponent of Google, you know, so what's your reasoning of why are you doing, you know, because from an SEO standpoint, yes, you know, it's rankings and sure. things like that. Yeah. But content is a huge investment, no matter what time wise. Right. You know, your time or money, one or the other. You're either going to do it yourself or you're going to pay somebody, but you're going to pay, you know, right. You know, for it. So if I'm going to create it, why is it better, you know, my that time and that money better spent on Google first before you do social? So uh, there's sort of three main reasons. The first being, uh, Google, the, the whole like business foundation, right? So Zuckerberg and all the folks who build online social platforms, they make money in the same way that Google does by selling ads. However, the intent on social is to keep you on their platform where Google is a pass through. It's a matchmaker. The whole point of Google is to connect you. Mm -hmm. Right. The yeah. whole point is to have that like handoff as quick as possible. Google isn't creating content. Google doesn't have, I mean, technically, yes, sure. There's marketplaces that you can access through Google, but Google in and of itself, isn't the content creator, isn't somebody who wants to keep you on their platform. They want to hand you off. And so even yeah. though they monetize in the same way on the surface, the way that it actually works is to have people go to you. The second reason is uh, the fact that the play on social is more running into people when they might be have their curiosity peaked or they might want to connect with you and buy something in terms of buyer intent, right? And so mm -hmm. in terms of like a direct line to profit, social is good for like curating community and like keeping, you know, connected. But if you're running ads and things, you know, I sold broccoli on the internet. And nobody wants to talk about ACT and SAT. They're not like building community around that. So yeah. I think, you know, whatever your business model is has to be taken into account. But when it comes to, you know, what, how to engage with people, I think Google, the Google play is a much straighter line to folks. And that comes down to the third thing that we have data right? So in addition to people having a problem and typing it into Google, that social, you have to kind of run into people. Google, people are going, I have a problem, help me. And every entrepreneur and business owner on the planet is trying to solve a problem of some sort. You can be right there with the information they need and you have the data around it, which is why Google is the front runner because we have far more data around search volumes and keyword difficulties. So with social, the play is to just run into them maybe at the right time and hope yeah. that the thing you created lands, whereas you can be a little more strategic. And the other thing about the data too, like I think with SEO, we can get into a technical mindset and just be like, oh, it's this search volume, this keyword difficulty. But I think it's actually a really amazing avatar exercise to do keyword research because what you can do is see the human behind that query and go, mm -hmm. oh, I see the pain that they're dealing with. That is something that I help with. Let me meet their individual question and with a single piece of robust content, be it a blog post or a blog post with an embedded video that has its SRT files and is embedded from YouTube and has all the descriptions and inbound links and outbound links and all the things working, 
can I then create transformation in a single blog post and meet that single search intent? Now, sometimes that's a sales page. Your sales pages can rank mm -hmm. if you position them correctly. And sometimes it's a single question that somebody asks. You can help them take the next right step and then invite them into your email list and get them into your ecosystem or say, yeah. hey, this is the product I offer. This is the service I offer. If you want to take next right steps, let's book a discovery call. Let's, here's your freebie, you know, whatever it is, or here's where you put in your credit card to get this course or offering that I put out into the world to help you take not just the single step, but then the next right step as well. Yeah. The, um, the difference that I often, you know, kind of relate to business owners is with Google, of course, it is intent. Okay. I'm searching for something. I have a need. Right now. An, yeah, right <laughs> now. And it may be a need that I need a service, but I also, I may need information on something. Yes. Either way, you know, Google's going to, you know, let's say if you want to watch a YouTube video or something, you know, you need, you know, a, you know, uh, do-it-yourself project or something, you know, like that, yeah. you, know, you still need content. And I've always told people when it comes to, you know, social media platforms, it's the same as TV. It's interruption advertising. Mm, I, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that you have a need for this. I'm, I know, you know, you fit this criteria of people I'm trying to reach, you know, so demographic and geographic criteria and yeah. whatnot, but you know, I still don't know you have a need, so I'm going to interrupt your feed so it's great for brand awareness, which is what TV does, you know, sure. and, you know, traditional media like that, you know, radio spots and stuff. I'm interrupting what you are doing so that you can look at me, you know, and maybe you have a need, maybe you just keep scrolling in the case yeah. of social media. So, you know, everything is really the, you know, you have an intent or you don't, you know, so I always like with a business, you have to see what it is you're trying to do. If I need leads, I need intent. If I want brand awareness, I need interruption. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where you would point it. And I think too, that for, for, I always come through the lens of solopreneur, right? We're all capped by the amount of time we have. A lot of us don't have teams. Maybe we have a couple of contractors we work with, you know, but we're not necessarily, uh, you know, able to throw the kitchen sink at it. And the other thing about search is that the best time to plant your SEO tree, your SEO optimized tree was 12 to 18 months ago. Yeah. You know, you, you need to start seeding that content before you need it. And it can give you that, like, as you see things start to creep up in, in the, in the search volume, you can go, okay, this is what more people are being drawn to let me continue to feed that and build momentum here and it allows you to shore up your systems to start small fail small fail forward as you are building something from nothing whereas seo if you're going i'm going to spend all my capital on ads and hope they work yeah. like i would rather have the trial and error be a freebie and yeah. leverage the time i have as best i can to ensure long-term results, right? It's that ROI on that principal investment is the search traffic that you get down the line. You can tweak and make it better down the line, but you know, with ads, you kind of want to be sure that they're going to work mm -hmm. 
as opposed to just like, here's my ad spend. Like I remember early on, like boosting posts in Facebook and being like, I hope this works. Here's $20 Facebook. And it just didn't do the thing. You know, I tried with paid and I tried many different angles and organic is what I came back to every single time. And ironically, it's the cheaper, faster or slower, I guess, but cheaper way to go about it with far less vulnerability. And so as a solo preneur, I think that's really critical is to come at it through like the pragmatic lens of, I have knowledge to share. If I feel like I can't get it out, I'm struggling mentally, right? Emotionally, like I want to help people. So how can I just start channeling that intent into blog posts and meeting that searcher intent and helping them, which adds a little bit of a different angle. Yeah. Well, often with SEO, you know, that's with stats, you can see, you know, I've got a piece of content, you can tweak that piece of content and stuff you can, you know, because you can tweak the SEO, try to improve it and stuff because it gets out the gate, it doesn't get necessarily not, you know, much traction, but you can, you know, continue to optimize it a bit yes. better, you can lengthen the content, there's no number of things you can do. And if you see, you know, that the traffic is starting to increase, it's because you are slowly improving the ranking. It's getting yeah. higher and higher until eventually it's in a spot that's going to, you know, be able to make a difference. The social content can be really hit and miss. Like say on one yeah. side with, you know, Google and SEO, I can grow that piece over time. But if I'm on the social side, I publish and I'm done. You know, it's, yeah. it can be, you know, because we all often talk about pieces that go viral and stuff and what, you know, what what made it do that? Well, for one, it's probably going to be on social video content anyway, um, <laughs> you know, for, for it to work. But it's harder to make adjustments. If you're not running ads with that content, you've published it, you don't have enough audience, you know, maybe you boost the post or whatever, but it really didn't go viral or anything. Nobody picked it up. So you put all this time and effort and there's not much in the way of adjustments that you can do to yeah. make it better, you know, to I'm get just it. So, done. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of done because it, because everything is a feed. So it shows up and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it, unless it gets picked up and is shared, so it ends up on different feeds, but it needs a lot. And if you're not a big brand that has a huge following, then you have to pay to promote it. Yeah. Um, I've talked to, you know, some people recently that, you know, what they're using social for is, you know, especially ads and things they're using it as funnels. Yeah. It's, Yeah. yeah, but they'll run ads and they're not trying to sell you anything. They're trying to generally exchange a piece of content, you know, maybe a white paper or something like that for um, an email address. And yeah. then they can do that, you know, use that email and stuff for marketing, you know, for email and bringing marketing. them into the eco, their ecosystem. Yeah. They're getting them off of the social platform. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, if you have a good piece of content that is, you know, SEO'd and it gets into the rankings, because, you know, which rankings you're going to be able to hit, you know, like do well in and not, it's a bit of a hit and miss, you know, type thing, you know, you're not going to see, you know, you might have a great keyword that you think you've got, you know, can hit a home run with, and then you, you know, can't even barely get out the gate. It's on page three buried. But if you do, (laughs) you know, if you do manage in the top three slots and stuff, that is a gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. And so, what are our suggestions? Okay, so if you're saying, hey, let's deal with Google, yeah, uh, let's primarily go there. What 
what does it take to get this, you know, different content ranked? Where should business owners really be focusing the effort on that side of actually getting, you know, traction? So the way that I focus on it is I start to create sort of nested terms. So um, you want to think in terms of content sort of verticals. So if you're going to try and rank for, um, I have a course about naming your purpose, because that was something that was really important for me. And for my students when I was working with college bound students. And so my course about purpose is called Big Why Life, but I started writing content about finding your purpose. And so if you go to my website and you go to the writing drop down and see find your purpose, you'll see what's called um, a, a pillar page. It's kind of the hub and spoke method, if you're familiar with that. The idea is that I've written a number of pieces and then that's an aggregate page. So I've written a number of smaller pieces that are chunked down, things about books about finding your purpose, um, you know, personal mission statement generators, that sort of thing. And that's all then housed on this kind of core page that becomes far more magnetic to Google because it is a bigger search term. It's definitely more competitive, but it aggregates all these pieces. And some of this comes down to the technical side, like nesting your URL structure. I use WordPress. I use categories to sort of create that nested structure and to easily aggregate that information. My, uh, my course is listed on that page too. So if people do want to engage with that, they can. I have a free offering of your core values list, 111 core values to choose from. So I have a number of different ways that I'm I'm leveraging that mechanism. But basically, you want to start thinking in those verticals, because now my first thing is you got to know who you are and what you stand for in business, too. So it does serve entrepreneurs. It has broader applications. But then the next step, is to learn more about organic marketing. And I focus on SEO principles. So that's the next sort of umbrella term that I will be building out is SEO principles and organic marketing and things more of that nature, more of the solopreneurship side. And so that's step two, that's where I'm going with my next round of content. But you can start to see like the questions that I would answer for somebody searching around purpose is likely completely different than somebody who's searching for something around keyword research or how to craft the hub and spoke or pillar page methodology. Like it's very different. And so some of it's to your point, uh, a search intent. Is it someone who just wants information or is it someone who's ready for a transaction? And I'll tell you, organic marketing ecosystem. I am doing my beta right now. I have a second round of beta going in October and then I'm releasing it as an evergreen asynchronous course beyond that, I put that page up strictly for people that I had already spoken to. Um, so I did not optimize that page initially. And because of the keyword research I did, and because of how I had interlinked it in some other posts, it was already ranking for organic marketing course. Like it's hmm. already on page two, which yeah. I went, oh, Oh, like it yeah. worked. <laughs> so, and it worked quickly. You know, I told that 12 to 18 month lag time, this was a page that has been up for like two months. And so yeah. I went in and I saw that it was climbing and I went back in and I optimized it. You better believe I went back in and was yeah, like, right? I am not letting the grass grow under my feet here. 
I put in better headers. I structured it more appropriately um, and and put the next round on the wait list there so that folks can get in. So I really think that the the biggest thing you have to do is start thinking in terms of search intent and think in terms of the user on the other side of the screen. If you want to build affinity with someone who has no idea who you are, you need to show your personality, show you care, right? And and not from like a manipulative place, but just a genuine like, hey, I have a solution. I really want to help you. How can we make that happen? And offering various ways that folks can engage with you and keeping them on your website and ideally getting them into your email list because Google tracks behavior metrics. So when somebody comes to your website, Google knows if they hop on and hop off, they know if they hop on, continue to a second page, continue to a third page. Two weeks later, when you send them that email with a link to another piece of content that might help them and they come back to your site, they know those return metrics. That is gold for anyone trying to build more traffic because Google will go, this person is meeting search intent initially, mm. creating connection educating and then bringing them back. And these people are willing to come back. That's the trick of it, right? So really making sure that what you're putting out is high quality and also thinks about the user experience because UX and SEO are inextricably linked, which Cash, I'm sure you know, yeah. because you design websites, like it's hugely important. Yeah, you, you know, the site itself has to be, you know, pleasing in a number of ways, but it has to be laid out content wise in such a way that it's easy to navigate because yes. you're, you you don't want the person just hitting the site to read the content. I like what you were mentioning about, you know, you've got a hub and spoke model because you have a primary page and then you have secondary pages that can draw traffic, but they're interlinked because they're, they're basically subsets of the same subject, you know, yes. it's like you've got a, an overall arc, you know, arcing theme, but it's, um, you know, you've got different branches to it and you say, okay, now I'm talking about this, now I'm talking about this, and you're able to interlink those pages. So if you can draw traffic in through one of them, because often, you know, I say you can end up doing a bunch of different content. Some of it doesn't hit. So, right. you know, if you had, um, in, you know, your, your hub, you have that primary page. It may not actually be the one that hits. You could have 10 other pages though that are related to that theme. And you could have two or three of those actually hit and then yeah. they will spread traffic because they will, you know, keep people on the site for whatever the reason is, you know, whatever the content's written about. Right. You know, so let like me say, I always um, equate, you know, like blog posts and things like that. They're doorways into your site. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Like everybody thinks of the front door. There are a bunch of back doors. Well, and that I think too, for anyone who's designed a website themselves or worked with somebody, you design top down. But it's like, you know, that's the that's the foliage of the tree. Like people are coming up through the roots. So that thing that you like, like, I'm so tired of having done these wireframes. Now I have this blog wireframe. I don't care. Here's a podcast page. No one's going to get it through there. They're going to go through Apple. Actually, mm -hmm. that is the stuff. That's where you can get really granular. And if you start getting enough of those page pages generating 100 hits a month, 150 yeah hits a month. If you are able to do that, that's a hundred, imagine a hundred people sitting in front of you in a room. I have a friend who constantly says that he's like, I have a big podcast now, but if there were 20 people in front of me in a room, that's a really unique 
way of engaging with folks. And you have to think of it that way, that kind of person to person connection can still be present online. Yeah, yeah that that's, you know, that's definitely the case, you know, like everybody, you know, regardless of the type of business, those back doors can help bring in people. And what a lot of businesses don't understand, the reason blog posts and things like that exist is, you know, sites are built, you know, they're basically, you know, have a strength category, you know, of how how strong and relevant is the site, how much does Google love that site and everything. Right. That's that strength is developed. It's not all homepage, okay? You know, the homepage is hardly you know, ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's one of the most it's, it should be the most powerful page you have, but it is not the entire site. No. And often the you know, a lot of the traffic is not even coming through the home page. But the reason the site site got so strong was because of all those, you know, supporting pages that are drawing traffic because you're able to draw from a lot of you know different sources you know the um one of the things is like with businesses you know if you can create you know even if they're not buyers i say i always tell people i'm like if you grow the strength of the site so you have your blog post you're drawing traffic in if you can hit on certain terms if it's related to what you do then it makes sense to have it. So don't, Absolutely. you know, you know, I say don't have stuff that's off in left field that is not related just because you thought there was a bunch of, you know, search traffic behind that, you know, particular. Oh, yes. Term. Yes. Yeah. You have to stay in your vertical. <laughs> yeah. Stay in, stay in your vertical. But then, you know, if you're linking back to the home page as well as other internal pages and blog posts and stuff, you're, you know, you're boosting that, that. And then it helps you raise the ranking of the home page. In which case, if you raise that ranking, now the people coming through the front door, those are your buyers. But yes. it was the back doors, even if they're not people that can purchase, but they do want information that is your, you know, related to your vertical, that's going to be, you know, relevant for you. So like they support each other. And I think too, like you might be meeting, so meeting search intent and providing next right steps sometimes some people are a slower burn right they just mm -hmm. they're just searching for the information they're going to want to buy again down the line but like this hard sell in a blog post like no yeah. just give them the next right stuff give them something that is of value so perhaps some sort of free offering an ebook or you know say hey i have a podcast if you want to learn more hop on here, I will send you my top 10 episodes that will help you with, you know, I think I used mm. to do pay, I had one for paying for college, I had one for getting into college. Yeah. And I think I had one for like, career and beyond, like I categorized everything. And then I was able to say these are my top five episodes about scholarships and my top five about financial aid. And I was able to really just be like, I will help you. And then in all of those episodes, guess what I say? By the way, the higher your SEO, your SAT and your ACT score mm -hmm. is, the better off you'll be if you're ready to come on yeah. in. I've got these other offerings. I have a free ebook yeah. about the insider's guide. You know, you can start to weave that web, but you weave that web in your email. 
autoresponders. Your autoresponder yeah. sequence says there's so much you can do with automation these days. It's insane. People can have a high touch experience for a one-time investment mm -hmm. of your effort. And those are the opportunities that are gold to particularly solopreneurs, small teams. You want to get really yeah. good? Start thinking about every person who's coming through and who they are and start in, like weaving that into every blog post. Because if you do not have an email opt-in on every blog post, you are missing an opportunity for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's like that's one of the real big differences between everything you do, you know, on Google versus you know social media. Because social media, you're not going to have the same kind of opportunities to build that ecosystem. Right now, now you can attach social media to the ecosystem you're building for Google. Yes, hundred you know, percent. Yeah, you can totally publish those posts you know, as part of your social media feeds and stuff on your business pages and things like that, and you know share them on your personal pages. So you can drive more traffic, but you built everything. You know everything you you wrote and created, you did it with Google in mind. Because remember, you know it's Google wants your piece to be SEOed and stuff. They want it to be you know have good um, a good user experience or anything. That's what Google's always shooting for. Whereas sure. social media is you know, write a post, share the links to it and stuff so that you can drive other traffic to it, but it doesn't care about the SEO stuff. You know, it's, yeah. you know, you know, I always tell people, um, when it comes to like Google and Bing, you SEO for Google and then you'll benefit on Bing because absolutely nobody, nobody <laughs> optimizes for Bing. Okay. Gee, <laughs> you <know>? why? Yeah. <laughs> But if you do all the all the things on Google, you will probably yeah. draw some traffic from Bing. Well, absolutely, thing. Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ask you Jeeves. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, DuckDuckGo. You know, yes. <laughs> until they run out of money for their commercials. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing is, is there's not any special steps necessarily you have to take on social media. You can use that same content, so it becomes a secondary outlet. It's not you're not doing yes. your content for the social you're doing your content for google and then you're you know applying it to social as well because you've already done yeah it. and i think too for the algorithm you know sending people off site is never a good idea when you're in insta facebook TikTok, yeah. whatever but if you are writing robust enough blog posts which you should be doing and they're seo mm -hmm. optimized which it should be then you probably have 10 pieces of social content coming out of any one blog post. So yes. you can start to like break it down and go, okay, I taught five steps in this. How can I create a sequence where maybe I do a video and then an image with a really more robust caption mm -hmm. and then um, maybe another video? Like you can start to fill in your grid based on the blog posts and all roads then yeah. lead to your website. And you can also create a journey like I love using Instagram highlights. Like I only have a personal account because again, I'm I, I'm a solopreneur. I don't have the time. I'm a homeschooling right. mom. Like this, I cannot waste time. And so I just create a highlight. If I do a quick little story, then I start to aggregate it. And if people want to learn more, there's always a link in the story that is actually hyperlinked that they mm -hmm. can click down the line if they go oh seo at lauren gaggioli they can click on it and then there's links back to my website and then those pages start garnering traffic and so you can be building community in small bite-sized pieces that elevate content that you can put your blog posts in there too um, and you're able to sort of again 
as long as you're bringing them over to the site and the site is structured so they can stay with you, then yeah. we don't worry about when algorithms change. I call it the mole method. We pop our heads up, we see what's going on and we go, thank you world for all the information. I'm gonna go back in my hole now and just keep doing what I know works. <laughs> and I'm gonna yeah. put my head down for the next three months. And if you start talking about AI, I'm gonna plug my ears because it's gonna be different in three months. There's no, I'm not an early to market kind of girl. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't fit my business model. It doesn't fit my life. And yeah. so I use the timeless stuff and I still keep my finger on the pulse so that I know when huge shifts happen. Mm -hmm. But then I'm not freaking out about every little algorithm tweak. I just don't care. I just don't because what I do works and I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, I always find it funny that in the world of SEO, the more things change, the more it actually stays the same. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A lot of quality the, yeah. content always wins. Yeah, that's Absolutely. yeah. So, so I I've learned don't freak out, don't freak <laughs> out over all the Google algorithm changes that happen. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I find it funny. I've run into some people that they can they cite certain like the actual name of the change oh, when it came yes. out, like hummingbird and all of that. Yes. I'm like, at this point, I don't even remember what they changed, <laughs> you know, yeah. because they'll, they'll do it again later, you know, so, you know, you have to pay attention to those things, but yeah. you don't restructure everything you did, you know, it's, it's not going to be beneficial. And this is where I think the sliminess in SEO kind of comes through, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who are almost predatory with that. They're like, ooh, this is going to change every four seconds. Hey, like, and this was actually the same thing yeah. in college admissions, right? Like, oh, this one school did this one thing and now we're going to go and change everything. It's like, just pump the brakes, people. Like we, yeah. all we have to do is remember, Google is a matchmaker. Every algorithm change is going towards taking out bad actors and elevating quality yeah. content. So don't do any of the black hat stuff. Deliver amazing content in a vertical you are an expert in continue to do that and maybe you start adding video because video is now more elevated or you leverage youtube not as a youtube channel but because google owns it and you do best yeah. seo practices and bring people over to your site as long as you do that you're gonna be okay yeah. <laughs> it's all okay just be delivering quality content always and you'll be good yeah the, the whole goal of content is to drive traffic to websites and it, you can, it is a gift that can keep on giving for those pages yeah. that you can get to rank. You can see a lot of long-term benefit, benefit from it. This has been a great conversation, Lauren. How would people get a hold of you if they want, you know, your help? Absolutely. So organicmarketingecosystem.com is where I have my SEO course. It's really more than just SEO. It's about the user experience and conversion and all, all the things, but it's built on timeless SEO principles. So if that's something you want to leverage, that's a great place to go. I also have a number of SEO clients that I do work for as well. I'm more of a consulting capacity, a mastermind for uh, solopreneurs to help keep them on track with their goals. So I offer a lot of different services over at laurengaggioli.com. So that's L-A-U-R-E-N-G-A-G-G-I-O-L-I.com. Well, Lauren, thank you for joining us today. It's been another great episode. I hope everybody got something out of it. Like I say, there is a ton of benefit in using content, growing your traffic. You know, it's SEO focused. And if you really want long-term success, like I say, social media is 
has many uses. There's tons of things you can do, and it can also help your content. It can drive traffic, but everything's based on a feed. So it's mm -hmm. a lot of it's one and done. Google is a long-term play. If you rank, it is a gift that keeps on giving. So I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Thank you for joining us today.